Hello and welcome to the It's Hard Podcast. I'm your host, Paige Boner. I started this podcast over a year ago, uh, but the idea came to me about two years ago when I was going through some major anxiety and depression, and I was searching for a community, a sense of belonging, and after seeking for a while, I decided I was going to create that community myself. I started posting on social media with long captions and just really trying to convey the message that it's okay to be vulnerable and that we're all going through something at some level. And I got a great response by it. And so I knew I needed to take it to the next level. So thank you so much for joining us. I'm so happy that you're here. Welcome to the It's Hard Podcast. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome to another week of It's Hard. Um, I am so grateful for all of you for being here. Whether you're a new listener, you've you know been listening for a while now, welcome. I am, you know, just filled with gratitude that I have people who, you know, are listening and ready to get vulnerable and have some hard conversations, but also want to have fun and, you know, really learn more about themselves and grow and just listen into these authentic conversations. I have been unplugged from social media for over a week now, quite a while actually. And I will say it has been so eye-opening. I just feel my mental health um, being so clear. And I know everybody has different experiences with social media. And I know it's really hard, especially when you own a business or you're an entrepreneur, you're starting to, you know, grow something like that's how I feel with this podcast. It's really hard to step back because you do want to be present there. You want to be, you know, putting your content out, getting people to follow along with you and and grow your community. But I will say that taking a step back has allowed me clarity on my intention behind social media, where I want it to go, what I want to do with it. And so what I decided was that I would start dedicating specific times to going on social media. And this would be an opportunity for me to connect with people from the It's Hard community and um, post anything I need to on there, but try not to do any, you know, mindless scrolling that kind of takes away from my own personal growth and my development. And I also want to use that time to reach out to people who potentially could be guests on my show and make sure I'm connecting with with those um, people in the community as well. So that's something I learned. I was able to, you know, read a little bit more and just journal and write. I love writing. It's something I'm so passionate about and want to do more of in 2021. And speaking of 2021, happy new year. This is so exciting um, that we are in a new year. And I don't know about you guys, but it felt kind of weird. It was like, did we really even change that much? Because everything has just kind of stayed the same. And and that's okay. And I hope that you all, you know, took something away from 2020 that was, you know, enlightening and inspiring. And instead of looking at it as such a terrible year that you were able to reflect and figure out what you learned, because I know that I was able to do that, even though it has been really hard. Um, and so something that I learned in my year was, you know, I, my word of the year of 2020 was intention. And I did practice that in a lot of my ways of my life and different things in my life. I also learned about, you know, adaptability and relationships and belief in something greater than us as well. And, um, 
you know, spirituality has been so fluid for me for a long time, but it's something that I really want to practice more of and just be more aware and in tune of, you know, my own spirit and my own soul. And so if you are on that journey too, join me and let's talk about it. I'm trying to learn more and, you know, talk to more people who are passionate about that space. So I chose a word of 2021 And this is something that I decided to start doing last year. And so if you don't know this already, um, choosing a word has been something for me where it's allowed me to really ground myself in intention. And of course, intention was my first word, um, but be able to go back to my word and know that that was, you know, something that I could rely on and that I could set most of my intentions on that word. So I did intention last year, of course, and this year I chose the word embrace And I wanted my word to mean more than just one area. Like I didn't want to just have a word that, you know, related to work or related to the podcast or related to my friendships. I wanted it to relate to everything. So what this word means is to me, what it means is that I'm going to embrace new challenges, whether that be professionally, personally, relationally, whatever that looks like. I'm going to embrace new ideas with the podcast, with my work with my friendships and just, you know, generally new and fresh ideas. I'm going to embrace, you know, new opportunity, whether that, you know, what that looks like, I don't know, but if something comes up, I want to embrace it with full arms and ready to tackle it and see where I should go next. And I want to embrace, you know, my relationships and my friendships and really try to start opening my heart more um, because I can be a little bit more guarded sometimes um, with those that are close to me. And so I want to be a little bit more open to feeling, you know, the ability to cry in front of people. I mean, it's something you would think that I'm such a vulnerability, a spokesperson. I do tend to struggle to cry in front of others and open up in that aspect. And so I just want to embrace those emotions, those feelings. I also want to use it as a physical word too. I want to hug more. I am a hugger, but I'm kind of like a quick hugger. My friends know this. It's like, I want to hug you and like say hello, but like, I don't want to hug you too long. Um, and I have a couple of friends who are also like that as well, but I know Jack is a big hugger. He loves to hug people. I was like, hold people in a long hug for a long time. And I do think it's so important to do that, to embrace those around you really fully, you know, give that your body that break of like, oh, it just feels so good to hug one another and just kind of melt into each other. And so trying to hug more, it's a little bit of a adjustment for me, but I want to do it as much as possible. And that's something I learned too with um, my family. If you guys don't know, um, my nephew has HLHS, hypoplastic left heart syndrome. And he, I got to meet him over Christmas, which was another reason why I wanted to unplug. And he's back in the hospital now. And so just knowing that, you know, the importance of embracing your family and those close to you is, is so crucial. Um, and that's something that it's hard for us because now we can't see him. We can't hold him. We can't hug him. We can't embrace him. So making sure you're intentional about those times when you do get those opportunities because he's um, doing okay right now, but you know, prayers are welcome and, and thoughts for him as he goes into a, another surgery that we weren't expecting um, sometime this week. So um, that's just something I learned through that process as well was you need to embrace those around you and really, really, you know, let them in and, and make sure you're being appreciative and present in those times. So that's my word of 2021. I'm super, you know, happy and excited to really embrace everything this year, all the new, all the, you know, challenges, whatever it looks like. It's time to just be present and take those things head on. 
So today's episode is so good. I'm so excited for this guest today. Um, It's somebody who has been influential in my mental health, actually, because she creates great workouts that I'm super passionate about. I finally found workouts that work for me. And this is just something that has been so, you know, essential in my mental health because I believe that moving your body is so important. And she believes that as well. I had the opportunity to sit down with Courtney Lieberman of Fit For Me by Courtney. If you don't follow her already, please go follow her. She just offers so much, you know, positivity and mindfulness practices and food, what you put in your body. I mean, she's so about, you know, making sure that you feel good. So it's not about what you look like. It's not about your appearance. It's about how do you make yourself feel good? And that's something I'm really passionate about as well. I've been doing her workouts for over a year now, it's probably been closer to two years at this point. And what her workouts are, are they are yoga, sculpt, mat Pilates and bar inspired workouts. Um, and they're definitely supposed to be like efficient and effective, and they're supposed to make you, you know, feel good. And so that's something that she is super fashion or passionate about, excuse me. Um, but she also loves, like I said, she loves to share real food, mindfulness tips, fashion and lifestyle, uplifting quotes. She has a podcast as well, where she talks to a lot of people in the wellness industry. Um, and I just think she's, she's great. And she's so sweet. She's from Minnesota. Um, so it's, it was really great to talk with her. Um, her mission again is just to help others feel good inside and out. She believes that taking care of ourselves allows us the best to show up for life and our people. Her hope is that girls leave her content feeling empowered, love, uplifted, strong, confident, and inspired to live healthily and happy. So yes, this is a little bit more of a women-focused episode. Um, Men, if you're out there, please still join us. We do talk just about moving your body and the importance of it. Um, Courtney's audience is more women focused. And so if that, you know, is something you're not as interested in, that's okay too. If you identify as a woman and you want to listen to this, that's great. But if you identify as a man and you also want to listen to this, go for it. I think it's, there's so many great nuggets in here, despite what her typical audience, you know, would be. And so she is just fantastic. I'm, I'm so grateful. And if you're here from Courtney's, um, community. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, I'm really grateful that you're able to listen to this episode. If you want to go back and listen to any other episodes, I would love to recommend a few that might align with what you would be interested in. Um, One of them being entrepreneurship and mitigating anxiety with Josh Parks. Uh, This was just recently in December that we talked about, you know, the importance or the, the challenges behind entrepreneurship, which is similar to some things we talked about here with Courtney. Um, and then also post-graduation life, if you're around the same age as Courtney and I, we kind of touch about this in the episode as well, where we talk about when you graduate figuring out what you want to do, maybe going down a path that isn't technically, you know, mainstream quote unquote, and how to kind of manage all those feelings, um, healthy relationships with Khadijah Cooper. I mean, that's part of our mental health. That's part of our practices, right. Is having those 
healthy relationships. Um, if you're interested in more of the workout space, I talked to Austin Yoakum. We talk about finding your why, also changing your mindset with Mark Dowdle. Um, and coming up, if you're really interested in yoga, if that's something you're passionate about, I'm actually talking to Ashley Sondergaard of Yoga Magic Podcast uh, coming up in a few weeks here. So just stay tuned for that episode. Like, rate, subscribe to, you know, get notifications on those new episodes if that's something you're intrigued by. So welcome if you're here from Courtney's community. Again, very, very grateful that you're here. Another exciting thing that goes alongside my episode with Courtney is that we are doing a partnership. I am so excited. It's going to be my first, you know, official partnership with somebody. And this is, you know, something I'm just really passionate about. And so Courtney was nice enough to give us a coupon code. I'm going to do an ad, you know, here in the middle of the episode. So make sure you listen in so you can get a discount on her workouts. And she also has a, you know, free two week trial, go follow her on Instagram and just tune into the ad here in the middle of the episode. Cause I'm so excited for this partnership with somebody who means a lot to me and her workouts mean a lot to me. She is incredible. I can't wait for you guys to hear her again. Um, make sure that you follow along on Apple podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts, follow us on Instagram at it's hard podcast for, you know, just daily self-care and also, um, you know, different things, vulnerability. We just do a lot of fun things on there and we are starting the January book club to all those who are part of it. If you will want to join still, excuse me, my words are getting jumbled. If you want to join still, um, there is time. I, I did create the whole guide to it. Can purchase the subtle art of not giving an F by Mark Manson to, um, join the book club. Just send me an email at it's at gmail.com. If you're interested in joining the book club for January, <sighs> a lot of information. So grateful you guys are here again. Audio is done by Sather audio, Andy Bjork of Sather audio. If you're interested, you can hear again, that ad that comes through in the pod as well. So thank you guys so much. Enjoy this episode with Courtney of Fit For Me by Courtney. I think it's recording now. Yep. I think we're good. Okay. Well, I'm so excited to have you. Um, and we can just kind of, you know, I mean, like I mentioned in my email, it's going to be very just like natural conversation. I have a couple, you know, questions and stuff, but for the most part, just like sharing your story and just kind of... I mean, I'm so passionate about your workouts and um, I'm excited to like share that with other people and sort of the whole message behind like feeling good and why that matters for mental health um, because with the podcast, mental health is really important to me. So um, that's been a big part of my journey, my mental health journey. And so I'm excited to share that with other people too. <laughs> me too. Yay. Um, awesome. So I would love to just jump in and start with just sort of, you know, who you are and talk a little bit about your brand, what your mission is. Um, just share with the listeners a little bit more about Fit For Me by Courtney and about you in general. Awesome. So thank you again for having me. I'm so excited to be here. And like you said, share an important message with, is your audience primarily women or is it men too? I'm like 75, 25, yeah. so 25% men and then 75% women. So depends. <laughs> okay. So Basically, Fit For Me by Courtney is an Instagram, a fitness app, a podcast, but my main focus is the Fit For Me by Courtney app where I stream 
Matt Pilates bar and yoga inspired workout videos. And so I have been streaming videos online for like two and a half years now, almost three years since I graduated from college. And then we launched the app in the middle of the pandemic, which was crazy timing because we had been working on it for like a year at that point. So yeah, my whole mission is just to help women, girls, everyone just feel good because I am such a firm believer that when we take care of ourselves and make our health a priority, it affects all aspects of our lives. Like you said, like mentally and physically and just like allows us to show up as better people, not only for ourselves, but for the other people in our lives. And then just like more on the workouts, um, the workouts are low impact, but they are still challenging as I'm sure you know, Paige. Still, yep. <laughs> um, and get that heart rate up. But yeah, just in, I like to say they're gentle, but effective mm-hmm. and they're fun. I'm just such an advocate for finding a workout that you love and enjoy. I don't think we need to force ourselves to do any workout that we don't, that our body doesn't agree with. And I just feel so passionate about sharing those workouts and this message with um, so many people. So I'm glad that that. I can have your platform to share this. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. Um, I'm curious and I'm sure other people are too, like where this passion came from, because clearly you are, you know, you mentioned you're passionate about people finding workouts that help them feel good. And um, that must have come from a certain place or a certain experience that you had. So if you wouldn't mind, or if you did have an experience like that, kind of where that passion rooted from originally. Definitely. So I think my passion for movement overall really sparked at a young age. I was a dancer my whole life for like 16 years. And then I danced at a studio growing up. And then I danced in high school on the dance team. And then once I reached like the dance team, high school dance team level, we started to do more like training and workouts. And I, it was kind of a clear passion of mine right away. I got really excited about the exercises that we were doing. Um, I remember coming home after one, our first like workout as a team and like going, getting on the floor and showing my parents like the workout that we did that day. I don't know why it was just something <laughs> I was more passionate about than the dance even, but I still do bring dance into the workouts that I do now today. But anyway, So then from there, I decided to major in exercise science, kinesiology at the University of Minnesota, and I got certified to teach group fitness right away freshman year. It was like a 13-week program at the U of M, and then I started teaching at the rec, and then I started teaching at a local yoga studio and got really involved in that and started like certifying other people to be um, like yoga sculpt instructors. So it was a big part of my life all four years in college. Um, I would say in the beginning... I was doing more of like a hit style workout for like a couple of years, maybe even a few years. I had a, like, I loved working out. Obviously it was a passion of mine, but like I would get really hard on myself if I didn't get a full 60 minute hit style workout. Like that I just had the mentality that you had to kill yourself at the gym and you had to work out every single day for 60 minutes. And I have shifted so far from that now. And um, now I do the workouts that I was explaining earlier and the workouts that I share, which are low impact, Matt Pilates bar and yoga inspired, but with my own twist on them that are, I make them so they're designed to create lean and tone muscles throughout our entire body. And although I don't like to put all the focus on like looking a certain way at all by any means, I think that working out is so good for us mentally and it's a way to show up for ourselves and take care of ourselves and all of that. Um, But anyway, when I was doing the hit style workouts, I just felt a little bit different than I feel now. And that's why I feel really passionate about sharing my workout. So I would say the main difference is 
physically would just be creating those leaner and more toned muscles, um, feeling less like swollen, um, less fatigued, um, like kind of more of a normal appetite. I felt like when I was going so hard all the time, I had a really spiked appetite. And I am like such an advocate for, like I said, finding a workout that you love. So I never want to put down HIIT workouts or any other style of workouts because that really does agree with some people. And yeah. that is a workout that a lot of people love. Um, so I don't really talk about that very often, like over on my Instagram or on my podcast. I'm more just like talking about finding that, what that workout is for you. Um, but yeah, that was kind of the transition that I made. And now I actually look forward to my workouts and it's <laughs> way less of a chore and it's like, addicting almost in the best way possible when you find a workout that you love so much so I do like 20 to 30 minutes of a workout every like I would say every, like five to six days a week I take rest days I like to walk a lot I think getting steps in is so important for us mentally and physically and I just have like such a healthier feel good relationship around working out and I have seen and felt the results that I wanted all those years when I was doing a different style of working out. So I think it's just finding what works for you, what works for your body. And it's so liberating when you find that. And that's another reason that I feel so excited to share that message with everyone. Yeah. I love that. Cause I think that's something I noticed with your platform. And when I, you know, started doing your workouts was it's not that you're saying this is the right way to do a workout. You're just creating space for people who want to work out like this. Right. So that's kind of where I found that. Cause I did a lot of high intensity workouts as well. And I, I felt the same way. I was like, I'm sore all the time. I'm, you know, I don't want to go. It feels like work and I get tired. Um, and so for me personally, like finding your workouts, it was like, Oh, I love yoga. I've always liked yoga. This is easy. This is manageable. This is, you know, something that I look forward to doing. And I think there's certain people who want workouts like that. And there's certain people who do want those high intensity workouts. And it's so important to create a platform and a space for people who are wanting something else. Um, and especially in the, in the pandemic, like having it already, you know, from home on your computer, like that makes it so simple and accessible for people. So I think that's, that's just really cool. I love that. Um, I also love to talk about your community and kind of your platform on Instagram. I know you're very, you're very active on there, which is, is awesome to see. And so, um, I'm just curious, you know, how you use your platform to, advocate for, you know, different styles of health and, and whether it be, you know, wellness, health, mindfulness, all the things that you're passionate about, what, are, you know, what are your biggest ways to use your platform for advocating for those? Um, so just from like a consumer side, cause obviously I follow a lot of other people on Instagram and if I'm being honest, I'm on Instagram way too much and consuming way too much content. Um, but I am following really uplifting people who, so when I leave Instagram, I'm not feeling down on myself. I don't feel like I'm comparing myself to false realities. I don't feel just like depleted in that way. And well, for the most part, and I think that is the key. And that now when I am, when, when I am or creating content, my goal is to leave others feeling that same way. I never want to put out a false reality. I, I, I try not to use like a ton of those filters just because I know that that's not reality. So anyway, like everything that I share, I try to leave people feeling good, whether that's feeling inspired to eat healthy that day or whether that's 
helping people feel confident in themselves or that's like a uplifting quote that I put out. So yeah, I think that's my overall mission to inspire people to live healthy and happy and to be confident in themselves and to feel empowered and uplifted and encouraged and like motivated to take care of yourselves. But then also I talk a lot about balance and how that is the key to maintaining a sustainable, healthy lifestyle. So I think all of those things are really important to me. Yeah. And when you say balance, um, could you dive deeper into that as far as, you know, what you consume or, or how you work out, whatever that looks like, but what does balance mean to you? Yeah, for sure. So I'll start with the food side of things. So overall, I focus on real food. I eat a lot of clean food, um, get a lot of nutrients into my diet. Ideally, not every day looks like that, but I follow no labeled way of eating at all. I try to stay away from gluten just for thyroid reasons, but I still eat it and I still eat dairy. I still eat a lot of things every day. I have pasta and rice and pizza. It's just like healthier versions of those things. And yeah, I just like, so like to simplify it and say like, focus on real food. And that can be a big, delicious, satisfying pasta dish, which I have all of the time. Um, so I just like, don't subscribe to any labeled way of eating. I think that that restricted mindset can just create an unhealthy relationship with food. And I'm all about what we can add to our plate, not what we can restrict and what we can remove from our plates. And it's just like all about abundance and wholesome food and feeling good and fueling your body and food is medicine. So that's kind of my overall perspective on that. Like I have dessert every single day, probably after lunch and dinner every single day. Like <laughs> I'm not about depriving. Yes, exactly. It's just like food makes me happy. Food makes me feel good. And I'm like passionate about sharing that with others. And then on like the movement side of things, like I kind of touched on earlier, you don't need to work out 60 minutes a day every single day to see and feel results. Um, when you're doing the right workout for 20, 30 minutes a day, as long as it's really efficient, it can be so effective. And um, you don't need to work out every single day. Like I take rest days one or two days a week. And I find that taking a break, like with anything, is like really refreshing because you come back. Like I didn't work out yesterday or the day before, just over the weekend. And I woke up this morning, like so inspired to move and just like refreshed and again, it comes back to like developing that healthier relationship with working out. So I think that when we create that balance, we're, it's like, we want to be healthy for life. And when we create that balance, we're going to be able to maintain that because I don't know, I hear comments all the time of like, I don't know, girls saying like, okay, I'm going to be really, I'm going to work out every single day for the next two weeks until this, and I'm going to eat this way for the next week until this event or this vacation. And it's like, that's such a short term game. And if, yeah, if you lose like five pounds in two weeks, like you're just going to gain that back. And it's not about the weight. It's about feeling good. And maybe the way that they were eating those two weeks isn't actually fueling their body. So I'm just about like enjoyment, sustainability, and just approaching health from that point of view. You guys, you have to hear about my sound guy. I am so, so, so excited to share him with you. And 
allow you guys to reach out to him if you have any sound needs right now. Um, I don't know if you noticed, but I have a new intro song this season. It sounds so good. And it was like customly created by him and I. He did all the hard work, but I was able to, you know, tell him things that I liked or didn't like. And we really curated it to be perfect for what I was looking for. And he did such a great job with it. He also edits all of my episodes, which if you think about how long my episodes are, he puts in so much work for me. And it is something I'm so, so, so grateful for. If you are in need of any sort of sound production, mixing, anything to do with that audio editing, anything with sound, if you're starting your own podcast or you just want another cool person to collaborate with or listen to, his Instagram is at SaytherAudio. And if you're interested in anything, please send him an email at SaytherAudio at gmail.com. We've actually been friends since seventh grade. So he's been in my life for a long time. And when he started this audio business, um, I was starting my podcast and it was just a perfect opportunity for both of us to work together. And he has been fantastic. I could not ask for anything else. So couldn't recommend him enough. Again, at Sather Audio on Instagram and SaytherAudio at gmail.com for any of your sound needs. love that. I feel like what I'm taking from that is completely around your mindset, right? Like your mindset with food should be closer to this is my fuel. I need food in order to live and I need it to be healthy food in order to operate at maximum capacity. Um, And then when it comes to your mindset around movement, it's not to lose weight and to be the most fit muscular person ever in the room. If that's what you're into, that's great. But the ultimate reason that we move our bodies is to take care of our minds, take care of our bodies, to treat them as like a temple instead of, you know, just looking at it as results based and what your appearance looks like. So like kind of looking at it from within and that your mind, your body, everything is so aligned. Um, and that taking care of it is just as important as you going to the doctor, as you, you know, taking care of other things in your life, you need to also take care of your body as well. Something that you mentioned was like, energy like such a big reason why I like to focus on real food and I like to move my body is to feel energized and alive and like thriving so when you find what that is for you when it comes to food and to workouts like that is life-changing and that's like really one of the main reasons that I love taking care of myself because I myself because I just feel like I'm a better person in that way and then the results yes are important like it it is important to like feel confident in your own skin and to like love what you look like. And that, that is part of it. But I like to view that as more like icing on the cake because yes. I actually find it more motivating to live healthy when I'm focused on, you know, being in a good mood, having a good energy, living a, a long, healthy life. Like that to me is more motivating than trying to look a certain way. But yes, obviously results come with taking care of your body. That's definitely part of it. Yeah. And it's almost like when you stop focusing on it so much is when you see the results, right? Like that's how I felt when I started your workouts was I was doing those high intensity ones. It felt like a chore. My mindset around it was so poor. Um, and then I started doing movements like yours and your exact workouts. And I, it felt like I was spending less time doing workouts and I was spending less time worrying about working out and more time just enjoying myself. And my results were like this, like you saw my transformation, but I was like, wow, this is insane. How how much less effort I put in and how much more results I got. And it's got to be mindset. I I feel like that has to be a big part of it and enjoyment. Yes. 
I love that. I do want to go back to something you kind of touched on. Um, and we, we talked about this prior in your emails as well, but um, social media consumption and just sort of what you follow and what you, you know, put out there, but most, mostly, you know, struggling with what you do consume. And I definitely struggle with this as well. And I'm sure a lot of people out there struggle with this where when you're scrolling, you know, a lot of times a day, especially during a pandemic, um, you know, there's a lot of time on our hands and we're scrolling and we're probably putting things in our minds that, that aren't super healthy. Um, if you wouldn't mind sharing more about your experience with, you know, cleansing that or, or just trying to be more intentional about what you consume on social media, since you are spending time there, you know, communicating with your community and, you know, posting content, how, how did you go about that? And how did you realize that maybe this is, you know, time for a little bit of a cleanup on social media? So on my personal account, my, that I've had for years and years before I started Pit For Me by Courtney, I was following a lot of like Instagram famous people or models and that kind of a thing. And I think that consuming that content and just like constantly looking at those type of people can be really harmful to our self-esteem. And I think there's actually like scientific evidence on that. And we all feel that. So I was really excited when I started my fit for me by Courtney account, which you could start your own personal account, or you could just like do a refresh on the Instagram that you already have. It's so refreshing to follow people that, like I said, make you feel uplifted and confident and who are putting out really positive vibes and now when I go back onto my personal account, because I haven't really cleaned that up, like I can totally feel the difference of after scrolling and when I exit Instagram than when I'm on my Fit For Me by Courtney account. And then I also think just like spending less time on Instagram overall, because like even though I do follow a lot of amazing people on my Fit For Me by Courtney account, like I still think that like spending so much time looking at other people's lives and like consuming what they're doing day to day can take away from us living our own lives in like real time. Cause like, you know, we all know that feeling when you're like sitting next to your people, but then you're like so consumed on what's going on in Instagram and other people's lives. And I think that can be really harmful as well. So just like cleaning up what you're following, that is like night and day difference in how we feel about ourselves, our body image, our self-esteem. And then of course, trying to spend less time on Instagram, which I know is easier said than done. <laughs> For sure. I'm actually doing this thing that I'm releasing um, tomorrow and I'm going to challenge people to unplug for the holidays because I think it's so hard. Like, I mean, I'm so guilty of it where there's times where I'm, you know, on Instagram and I'm scrolling and I'm looking at people's stuff and I'm doing all these things and I'm like, this is time I could be spending working on podcasts, reading books, um, spending time with my friends and family, like calling them, whatever that means. And I was thinking about going, you know, with going home for the holidays holidays, um, just the importance of having that intentional time and the whole, you know, aspect of like, you don't have to post it to prove it. You don't have to always be on there communicating with people. And I think it's hard. And I'd love to ask you about this too. Like I know as I'm trying to grow my podcast and grow my community, um, the thought of leaving them for a week or like just, you know, disconnecting and not being there to, um, post content and grow. Cause that is how you grow right now is a little bit intimidating, right? Like, I don't know how that would go over, but if I, you know, say it out loud, I say, this is why I'm doing this. And hopefully they join me as well. Um, I hope that that would lead to a positive mindset around it, but how do you feel about, you know, do you feel any pressure during the day of like, I have to be on there because I have to be communicating with my community. I got to be out there posting content so that I grow. Um, what are your thoughts on all that? 
Yeah, for sure. I think that if it weren't for my Fit For Me account, I would have a much healthier relationship with like boundaries on Instagram and just like the amount of time that I spend on it. Like I, like I said, I never go on my personal account really at all. Like that to me isn't really like what's addicting. I think that because I'm so obsessed with what, you know, the community and what I share and like when you create something like that, it's like your baby. And like, I'm yeah. constantly like, refreshing rewatching my stories uh refreshing dms like it's so fun for me and i love sharing the content that that's hard for me to create those boundaries of like taking time off um because it is a little bit obsessive but then also yes like you said there is pressure to like continuously um give content and be connecting over on instagram and leaving for a week is a lot different when you have something like what you and i are doing than if it's just like your personal account so i definitely feel that pressure and I again like I don't really want to leave for a week because I love doing it so much but I yeah. know that I probably should like it's so um healthy to do that refresh and to set those boundaries um one really uh quick thing I know you mentioned like you could be spending time reading books and I was not a reader at all but I started reading and I I have found that I have been spending a significant less amount of time on my phone when I am um, really into a book because mm. half the time that I'm just scrolling on my phone is just because like there's nothing else to do especially like in quarantine like it's like out of boredom mm -hmm. and I have found a new love for like having reading and having it be something that's like entertaining and relaxing when you're just really doing nothing but it doesn't involve a screen so that's like a really big tip that has helped me spend less time on my phone. Yeah. And like finding books that you love and that, but what are some of your favorite books right now? Um, so like literally, I, I think in the last like five years, I've read two books. And, <laughs> and since I discovered, uh, what's the author? Colleen, Colleen Hoover, however, mm -hmm. however I, say it, I think I'm on book number six in the last month. And they're like almost 300 pages or over 300 pages. So oh my gosh, I recommend there are like love stories and kind of a couple of hers are like love stories slash thriller. And I just never knew what it was like to get lost in a book, but now I do. And I spend way less time on my phone. So Isn't I read crazy. Um, yes. It ends with us is like my number one recommendation. That's what got me into it. And it's like all over Instagram. I'm sure you've seen it. Mm -hmm. And um, I also read all your perfects verity, which was like thriller slash love story slash so messed up but I read it in like 48 hours um and then ugly love and then I am ordering um what are the other two Layla or Lila something like that and then uh, oh in five years is another book I ordered but it's not by her so anyway if you're oh looking for a wreck there's some there are some good ones I definitely have to read her books. I haven't, I had never heard of her until I saw your post and then Brooke like reposted and then started yeah. getting people into it. I'm like, oh my gosh. Not because of me, but like I, all of a sudden I just start seeing it everywhere and I'm like, oh I my know. God, so good. I love talking about it. I know. I love it too. And I think it's so interesting with reading books. Like I love reading. I have, I always read like seven books at a time, which is probably not the best thing to do, but usually they're like self-help books. And, but I think that the cool thing about that is that or the important thing to say too is novels are just as healing as, you know, self-help books and all those things. And people always think, oh, if I'm reading, I got to be, you know, bettering everything and, you know, progressing and reading self-help and all this stuff. But novels are so cool and they get your creative brain like rolling so much. I just know every time I read a novel, I get so lost in it. I read it so fast. I'm so addicted. And I feel like I, I, 
end the book, I'm like, oh, I could be an author. Like, <laughs> I want to start reading or like writing now. But I do think there's so much power in that. And like you said, just getting off the screen. And, and once you have something in front of you that distracts you from that, it's just so much better for your brain and, and to get it moving. So I love, I love that. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> I love it. Love it. Love it. Um, oh, okay. This is one of my big questions that I was thinking about too. And just when starting with, um, you know, a, an entrepreneurial path and kind of, you know, leaving college and I'm not sure, I guess what, what your path looked like directly after college and going into doing this more full-time because you do this full-time, correct? You do fit for me by Courtney yeah. full-time. Yeah. yeah. So have you ever experienced any sort of, you know, self-doubt or just like any sort of, you know, relationship with it where you're like, I don't know if I can do this or anything around the idea of like, launching and taking a path that's kind of unlike other people, if you will. Um, was there ever any struggle around doing something like that? Definitely. I can kind of share like how I got into this and doing my own thing in case it's inspiring for somebody listening. Yeah. So when I was like a senior in college, like I said, majoring in kinesiology, most of the people in my major were going on to occupational therapy school, physical therapy school, med school, that kind of a thing. It's like a direct path from a kinesiology major. And that's just like not what I was interested in doing or passionate about. I obviously knew I was really into teaching group fitness classes because at that point I had been teaching for four years, multiple times a week. Um, but I just remember one of my professors making a comment in one of our like anatomy classes being like, well, like, 90 whatever percent of you are going on to do grad school and like if you're not I don't know why you're here it was like kind of like a <gasps> moment where I'm like what am I doing why am I majoring in this and the reason that I majored in kinesiology like right away my fresh freshman year was just because I had a passion for workouts I had no idea like what that meant for a career what I could do with that so I just like had a moment of like what am I doing and I had a minor in communication so once I was getting close to graduating I was like just going the route of communications and I was like interviewing for like medical sales jobs and just like going a route where I was like well this is all I really know what to do because I don't know I'm not going to be a group fitness instructor full-time I'll obviously continue teaching but like being a group fitness instructor full-time in my head meant like teaching like 30 to 40 classes a week to make a full-time income which obviously isn't sustainable like mentally or physically so um, the yoga studio that I taught at all four years throughout college, I had like a good friend and mentor. She was actually in like a management position there. And I did like, I don't know, maybe seven job interviews, just like never felt a good fit with any of them. Um, never left excited. And then I was having an or having a coffee date with this coworker of mine at the yoga studio. And I just remember crying to her. This is like, I think I had just graduated at this point being like, I already graduated. I don't have a job. I have no idea what I want to do. I'm obviously super excited about working out, blah, blah, blah. And like, she kind of came from like an entrepreneurial mindset, which like, I wasn't really surrounded by that. Like I definitely didn't listen to the podcast that I listen to now and the books that I read and all that. So it just like, wasn't even on my radar. And she was the one who really like looked at me in the eye and was like, Courtney, like do your own thing. Like you obviously know what you want to do. And she gave me the idea to like make a zoom link and send it out to family and friends and say like, come work out with me. And I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess I could do that. Like, that's a good idea. So, um, I don't know my, my personality that I got from my mom is just like, I have an idea and I'm like, I don't even think twice. I just do it. So I went to target that day and I got a planner and a notebook 
And like that morning, the next morning I woke up and I wrote like in my notebook, like day one being an entrepreneur and like literally ever since I've been doing what I'm doing. But I mean, it's, there's a lot more that has gone in behind the scenes. Like it's not all easy, like it sounds. And I will say that at the time and still now I'm living at home with my family, which I think took a lot of the fear out of it. Cause I didn't really have anything to lose, um, at that point because, um, some of my friends didn't even have jobs at that point yet when we had just freshly graduated. So I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna do this. So I got certified to be a health coach. And then I started doing like, um, one-on-one clients for just kind of like to get some money while I was working on my website. So my cousin helped build a website. And then a couple months later, I launched the original fit for me by Courtney.com. And then um, started streaming workouts on there right away. There was um, like got monthly members and all of that. And then I was doing like um, one-on-one health coaching and one-on-one training for a while to kind of uh, have more of an, get toward more toward a full-time income. And then I quickly realized that I was way more passionate about creating the workouts than I was working one-on-one um, doing health coaching and stuff. So I stopped doing that. And then I like picked up, teaching in-person group fitness classes, like at the same yoga studio I taught at for years and at um, Twin Cities Orthopedic, I taught there for a while. And then um, when COVID hit, I stopped teaching everything in person and have been um, streaming everything online, which is like my happy place. And that's like my bread and butter and what makes me the most happy and what I get most excited about. But anyway, my the website my cousin built for me um bless her heart amazing like I wouldn't be where I am today without her and her help on that but it just fit for me totally outgrew that website so in like a, I think like a year and a half ago now we um I really dove deep into create finding a team to create a brand new website and a brand new app and that was a whirlwind and all of like the behind the scenes that nobody knows um and just like what it really means to be an entrepreneur, which is like so many highs and so many lows and just like constantly putting out fires. And I just recorded a podcast episode the other day that will really soon kind of all on this and um, being an entrepreneur and starting your own business and following what you're passionate about. And I give a little bit of a reality check in the episode of just like what goes on behind the scenes Mm -hmm. and all of that. So anyway, now we have the app and now we have a brand new beautiful website and that launched in April of 2020. And yeah, I'm just like still pinch myself every morning that I get awake <laughs> up and do this. And I, I just like to thank my community so much for um, being excited about Fit For Me and loving the workouts and for showing up for themselves and for just allowing me to be able to do what I do and love uh, full time. So I, I guess I don't really know anything else because I started this right out of college. Um, but I do think that I like totally have a perfect personality fit to be an entrepreneur because I don't think that it's for everyone necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, just because of what I said, like there's so many highs and lows. And like financially, like I have invested like more money than I ever thought I would invest in something. So it that is like a whole nother side to it that people might not see when they just look at somebody's Instagram or somebody's app. So, but I don't know, it's, it's all consuming and I'm obsessed, but like, I wouldn't have it any other way. I think that when you're so passionate about something, it's, it's like a fun, all consumingness. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like so much 
easier, quote unquote, to just kind of dive into it and help it grow because you know that that passion is there. And I just believe so much that like passion fuels fire. Like it just, you, if you have an all out passion for something, you're never going to quit on it. Like you're going to push as hard as you can until it goes. And it's never going to be exactly where you want it to be because you're just so passionate about growing it and growing it and continuing it. And I love that. Um, yeah, I guess if you wouldn't mind like going a little deeper on some of the like lows or just like what, what brings you out of those, like the struggle moments or whatever. And this is more even for me. Cause like, I know this is my little entrepreneurial thing. And I know some people out there as well are going through that too, but I work full time and then, you know, try to do this on the side. And, um, there's, you know, of course someday I would love to do this full time, um, if possible. And so I think just some motivation or what, what are those lows and what brings you out of them? Because a lot of people probably feel that way and are going through that too. Yes, I will definitely share. One example that comes to mind is, so the website that my cousin originally built me, like I said, we were outgrowing it and there was already X amount of members that were paying every single month to get their workouts. And it was just like a shit show because the website, when once we started to outgrow it, like there were so many issues. At one point, like the system like expired every member that was a paying member and all of a sudden they couldn't view the videos. I remember I was in Florida during that week, like was supposed to be on vacation. Like I was working like 12 hour days, just like trying to constantly put out fires. There's like one thing after the next, all the members got expired and then this happened and that happened. So then I was really left with no choice, but to um, start finding a team and invest a lot of money into a new platform. And I knew that I wanted an app one day. It was kind of like a long-term dream of mine and so I started looking into like the next step like um building a little bit nicer of a website than I originally had and then to get to my way to having an app and the website that I have now but then I realized like you know what I'm just I'm still living at home I don't have rent like let's just do this like I just like full-on went for it invested everything into having like my dream app and website and um that was a process though like I literally started on Google like Minneapolis web developers and I came so far from them because I realized that that wasn't the way for me to go so basically I had signed on a con I don't know it's so hard like how are you supposed to know how to build an app like yeah. I was so overwhelmed so basically I like signed on a web developer company that was local in Minneapolis. And then like, that was like a four month, not four month, like two month process of like signing with them and like doing all of the, like, this is what I want and the brainstorming and the communicating. We had meetings and we had all this. And then I signed a contract. I gave like thousands of dollars as a down payment. And then they started building the website. And I just remember getting like the first round of it and I just started crying because I'm like this is so corporate looking and ugly and I hate it and like oh my gosh I was like what am I doing I just spent however many thousands of dollars and I actually backed out of the contract because I'm like no I'm gonna build like what I want long term like at the mm -hmm. end of it, I want something that I'm gonna be happy with for years and years and so I lost money on that and that was like an example of a, a really low moment because before that like losing $50 is a big deal to me. And now I'm like, <laughs> have a whole nother perspective on that. So anyway, then I found a team and then I realized that like the website team has to be one team and the app team has to be another team. Mm. So website teams in Nashville, my app teams in New York. And I was kind of the middleman between the two for like 
nine to 12 months. And then, yeah, that launched in April. So like the day that I, ever since I launched, because it is such like a high quality user-friendly app and website, and because I have invested so much into it, it's almost like seems too easy and good to be true. Knock on what I'm like, for like a good 14 months there, I was like total shit show. But now I'm like, it's all you was upload a video. And then I have, I have two teams that I um, communicate with that help me with like customer service and support and updating the app and communicating with Apple or yeah, with Apple and iTunes and all that. So that's an example for you. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I feel like that's the stuff, like you said, that people just don't see. And it is so easy to, you know, look at, I mean, like even I look at you and I'm like, Oh, I want to be doing what she's doing, you know, like doing this all the time is, it seems so fun, but then there's also, there's parts of it that are hard and that's, uh uh-oh. Uh-oh. Technical error. Gotta love Zoom. One moment, please. Whoop, whoop. We have a new partnership with none other than Fit For Me by Courtney. These are workouts that I have been doing for over a year now. They are matte Pilates bar and yoga inspired workouts. Incredible. And they are just so freeing, honestly. I feel like that's the best way to describe it. I don't know if you guys have ever felt like, oh, like working out is so hard and it's just like not enjoyable. It feels stressful. It feels overwhelming. It feels exhausting. Like, have you ever felt just exhausted by your workouts and starving after your workouts? I mean, I know I used to feel that way. I used to do really intense workouts and I just never looked forward to it. It felt like a job. And then I found Fit For Me by Courtney workouts naturally just on Instagram. I found her and honestly, it changed the game for me. It changed the appearance of my body, which I don't think is even the most important part, but I know that that's important for people and just, they want to feel healthy. They want to feel good. I didn't feel like bloated anymore. I still don't. I feel great. I feel strong without having to lift intensely heavy weights. I lift three pound weights in my Fit For Me workouts. Everyone does. That's what she does. And I'm stronger than I've ever been, honestly. So I could not recommend this enough, you guys. Uh, We are so excited to collaborate with her. Um, You know, just a general overview of what these workouts are. Like I said, they are Matt Pilates bar and yoga inspired workout videos. It's all virtual, all online, which during this time, who wouldn't want that, right? I mean, you want to work out from home. We have to work out from home, a lot of us. And she has them all online. It's perfect. They'll, you know, anywhere from 10 minutes to 40 minutes and so efficient, so effective. You can do them straight from your home. They're supposed to be low impact and challenging. So you might see some of her videos on Instagram and be like, oh yeah, I can do that. Like no problem, which you can do it, but it's a lot harder than it looks. It's honestly incredible how just one simple movement can be so incredibly challenging. Again, they're supposed to be efficient and effective. 20 to 30 minutes typically is the ones that I I lean towards. I do them right in the morning before I start work. My mind has never been clearer when I go into my work day. Um, if I skip a workout, it's like my brain is a fog. It's not even about how I, you know, it's about my body or anything. It's about how I feel. Like my mental capacity, my mental health is so much healthier when I work out and do these workouts in the morning. 
Um, again, there's a wide variety, anywhere from five to 50 minutes for these workouts. So you could do a quick little one at lunch break, whatever that looks like for you. These workouts are designed to create lean and toned muscles, get your heart rate up, and ultimately just make you feel good. So she was able to give us a discount code. You can enter at Fit For Me by Courtney when you're in your checkout, you're getting your membership, enter the discount code it's hard 2525 for 25% off your first month and a two-week free trial when they sign up, when you sign up at fitformebycourtney.com. So you do have to sign up on the website to get the discount and the two-week free trial. And then you can download the app because there's also an app as well, which I don't typically use the app as much because I do use it on my computer, but there's an app, which is great for when you're traveling anytime you want to just get that quick workout in, throw your AirPods in, whatever that looks like for you. Um, and just do a, a small little workout too on the go. It's perfect. So it's hard 25 for 25% off your first month and a two week free trial when you sign up at fitformebycourtney.com. All that information will be in the show notes below. So head down there, try out these workouts. What is there to lose? See what you think. And then also let us know if, if you, um, are enjoying these workouts, please, you know, follow along at Courtney's Instagram at fit for me by Courtney. Let me know on our Instagram or our email. Um, happy to, you know, share any experiences like that. So it's hard 25 for 25% off your first month. So excited for this partnership. Wait, one second. <laughs> My computer now says low battery, even though it's plugged in, of course. <laughs> We're falling apart. Well, I'm glad it's a Sunday and I'm not keeping you from... Oh my God, no. You're totally fine. So It's better now. Okay, that might have been it. Okay, cool. Well, okay, we're back. Well, let's we're... start where we left off. <laughs> I think we were still talking about like the stuff behind the scenes. Is that where we were? Um, yes. Wait, it just keeps telling me low battery even though I'm plugged in. Yeah, we were talking about exactly this. Exactly this, that it is a mess sometimes and a shit show. Yes. And <laughs> exhibit A, because technology sucks and we just got cut out. So, but I think I, it made me think about Zoom and just how it's probably why at work and stuff, it's so hard where you're like in these full-on conversations with people and then just like, you just get like shut off, you know? Like it's not a normal conversation where you're in person and you like have almost like closure in the conversation, if that makes sense. Like you're in these moments where you're just like, we're talking and then the next second we're not. And it's yep. like, what the heck? That's like a weird way of doing things. So weird. <laughs> um, I did want to ask you too, we can just kind of keep moving forward, but I did want to ask you about um, vulnerability. I don't know if that's something that you're, you know, you know, passionate about, or if it's something that you practice at all, but, you know, with having a platform and a following on Instagram, what has been your experience with vulnerability, um, through that platform with your audience, with people that you communicate with, if that's something that, that you've been able to do and how has that kind of impacted you and, and your platform? Yeah, it is important to me. And like I said, I hate when people put out false realities on Instagram because then we're comparing ourselves to a false reality. And it's it's funny how comfortable I feel with being vulnerable on my Instagram, things I would never, ever post on my personal one. Um, but in the beginning, it's weird. Like even just like talking to your 
camera on stories. Like when I first started doing that, I was like, oh my gosh, what if like so-and-so from high school comes over to my account and sees this? This is so embarrassing. So there's definitely a layer of like, just not caring what people think in that way, like not getting caught up in that. And just like, if you have something to share and you want to share it, like that's what's most important. Um, but yeah, like I definitely think it's so, it's part of my message to share when I am either feeling down or I'm feeling like I'm having a bad body image day because we all have those days and those moments. And if people aren't talking about that on Instagram, it's, it's easy to think that they don't struggle with it. So definitely part of my messaging is to let people know that they're not alone in feeling, you know, down on themselves in certain moments or certain days or not feeling motivated to live healthy. Like that is something I share every time I'm in a rut, I share it because people probably think that, oh, you're a fitness instructor. You're always motivated to work out, but that's not the case at all. And I'm right there alongside the community and all of that. So that's definitely important. I think that's so powerful. And honestly, I think about that a lot. Like when I'm feeling not, I'm like hungry for just pizza for a week, pretty much, or I'm not wanting to work out that morning. And it's so easy to get on yourself. Like you have to work out. What are you doing? You know, everyone works out or this person always works out or you're just always comparing yourself. Um, but for you to share somebody who is passionate about working out, eating healthy for you to share, like, I don't always have it together. I think that's so powerful for your community because you're creating that open, vulnerable space for people to be like, we are all real human beings and we don't have it perfect every single second, um, which is, I think, just so impactful and and definitely necessary in, in yeah. the world we live in. So. I go through waves, like just like everybody else. I feel like there's probably a pattern of every two or three weeks. I'm like, I don't feel like eating healthy. I don't feel like working out. And then I have my day or whatever it is. And then you get back into the cycle of feeling really motivated and just like craving real food. And then a couple of weeks go by and you're like, ew, no, I just want to be, eat this, whatever. So I definitely share that. All right. I, sometimes I have moments where I'm like, am I sharing that enough? Because I know that there are certain like health and wellness influencers that I follow where they're not showing that side, but maybe they do have those moments. And then I'm like, I want to make sure that people know that I'm right there with them because I think that's so yeah. good. It's so important. And um, it kind of goes back to what we talked about with balance, right? You know, like there's such a balance in what you indulge in, what you enjoy, what, how you treat yourself, how you treat your body. I mean, it's, there's going to be days where you're not going to do the 40 minute workout. You're going to do a 20 minute walk and that's okay. I guess one more question just on food though. And we kind of touched on this earlier with like eating whole foods and, and sort of, n- you being not into the whole, um, I guess, labels and different, you know, diets and all those things. And so is, you know, how about like calorie counting, all those things when it comes to food, I've seen you kind of advocate for just eat what sounds good to you and just eat, you know, more of the greens and all those things, but calorie counting probably isn't the right move, but I guess that's different for everyone. But what are your thoughts on all that? Yeah, I think it comes back to what we were saying in fitness. Like it's about finding what works for you. Calorie counting and macro counting might make sense for somebody, but it definitely doesn't for me. I I just focus on real food. I don't calorie count. I don't track my macros. I actually would say that like compared to the average person, I might, I think I eat really like frequently. I don't know. I feel like I eat a lot, but it's like a lot of it's good fuel for my body. And so I just like, don't even think about portion sizes or 
eating at a certain time. I just think that to simplify it makes it much more enjoyable for me. And just like remembering that not all calories are equal, like a hundred pack, a hundred calorie pack of whatever those snacks are of like a processed snack is so different than a hundred calories of like raw nut butter or broccoli. So I don't know. I'm just like, I count ingredients. I don't count ingredients, but you know what I mean? I focus on ingredients and just kind of leave the rest. And it's just like a much better enjoyable way for me to live healthy. I love that. Um, the last little segment I kind of want to dive into is around mindfulness. I know that's something that you definitely practice and you um, are passionate about. And that's something that I like to share with my audience as well and, and just my community a little bit. And so I'd love to ask how you practice mindfulness, what that looks like for you, what you find works best for you, and just how you kind of share that. Yeah. So I think I practice mindfulness just in the little ways throughout the day. Um, I, I would say my biggest one is every single morning, at least weekdays, I have a notebook and while I drink my coffee, it sounds so cliche, but I really truly do write down what I am grateful for. And there's no better way to start the day. Like we all know our minds are so powerful and like we have the power to decide what mindset we want to be in. And mornings are such a powerful time to do that because it sets the tone for the rest of your day. And like literally writing down what you are grateful for, the little things, the big things and everything in between, like is just puts you in the best mindset. I also do affirmations. So like in my notebook, I'll write grateful for, and I'll write all those things. And then next to it, I write, I am. And under that, it's just like, sometimes it's like repetitive, but I think that's good. And that's powerful. And you just write down like all the things that you love about yourself and all the things that you believe you are. And I think that's another way to just like get in that positive self-talk because we all have those moments. We all have those days where negative thoughts come into our head, whether it's about body image or our career success, or just like comparing yourself to somebody else. And it is possible to stop that negative thought. And if you have a practice that you continually come back to, to have a positive mindset, like you really can stop those thoughts. And it doesn't mean that you won't have those thoughts, but it having a practice really helps me shift my mindset right then and there. And then I don't react to those thoughts. I don't believe those thoughts. Um, so I think it really actually is life-changing. That's why I talk about it a lot on my podcast. And on my Instagram. It's so powerful. And then I'm trying to think of other ways that I practice mindfulness. Um, I like to do like a little Devo in the morning. Um, there's a really good app on that's free with meditations. Let me look on my phone. It's called Insight Timer. Have you heard of that? No, I haven't. Um, so I saw someone post about it on, on Instagram once and they have an option where you can pay monthly, but there's actually a ton of free meditations on there. Oh, cool. And I like just like the five, 10 minute ones um, in the morning that are on like gratitude and that kind of a thing. Um, and then my faith is really important to me. So just like, I don't know, throughout the day, just like being in prayer is something that really helps me just like stay grounded and positive and um, helps me focus on what's important in life. So I think all those things make a big difference, even though they're really little things. Yeah, for sure. I love that. I think I've, I've heard so much about gratitude and just the importance of it. And like there's science that backs it about how incredibly important it is for our minds. And it's something I like 
go through waves. I don't know if you experience this with that as much, but I definitely go through waves with gratitude where it's like, oh, I'm practicing it every morning. I'm writing it down all the time. And then there's these times where it's like, I just don't practice it enough. And do you think it's like a habit? Do you think that building that up is, is challenging or have you found it to be pretty simple to do that every morning? In the beginning, I think it's challenging for sure, but it it can become such a habit and I can even feel like I usually do my notebook thing around like 8 a.m. And if I haven't done it and it's like noon, like I I kind of, well, in that same notebook, I write my to-do list. So if I don't do like the gratitude and the affirmations in my to-do list and it's like noon, like I can kind of feel it. So like it, it really has become a habit for me just because it does set the tone for my day. But, oh, I fall out of it, especially the meditations. Like when I'm on a roll, I'm on a roll and it's a habit. And when I'm not doing it, I don't do it. And I can yeah. feel and I'm like, well, I really should be doing this. So <laughs> just like everything that's good for you. It's like yeah, exactly. you fall out of it. And, um, I love that. And that kind of rolls into my last question and this is, could be redundant. And so if it is, that's fine. But you know, with the pandemic, I think there is, and just in general, there's so much, you know, mental health issues going on right now and people are just struggling and, um, in different ways. And so I want to start to give my listeners and other people just ways to stay mentally healthy. And so if there's ways that you find yourself staying mentally healthy, um, kind of long-term or big picture, um, what that looks like for you, just how do you stay mentally healthy? Yes. So important now more than ever. And again, I think it's little things. I would say my top things are movement. I mean, night and day difference in how we feel. And like we said, our energy levels. And I know in Minnesota with it getting dark so early, like if I have a day where I'm just on my butt all day and then it's dark at four thirty, five o'clock and then I go to bed, I just feel like restless. And so moving your body, um, fresh air, it's hard in the Minnesota cold. Um, I'm actually going to make this. So for everyone who doesn't know, we do monthly challenges every single month on the app with like a workout of the day. But I've been trying to change up the challenge every month just to like keep it fresh. And I think in January, I'm going to add... Um, I mean, we've had walking in the challenges, but I'm going to add like get outside and go for a walk every single day in the month of January, even if it's for five minutes, because if you go out for five minutes, maybe the next day you go out for 10 minutes and then maybe the next day you go out for 15. And and again, it just becomes a habit where you crave that fresh air and you crave moving your legs. Um, And it's so easy to stay inside like with with COVID and with um, it getting dark out so early. So I don't know, fresh air is just like a must, must, must for me. And then, um, I'm trying to think of what else I do, you know, the gratitude practice, all of that. Um, I feel pretty distant from my friends right now. I had a couple like COVID exposures. Um, my boyfriend had it and my mom had it. And like a couple months ago, not a couple months ago, whatever, my boyfriend had it, my mom had it. And then I went to Florida after they were cleared. And so I feel like it's been a month since I've seen my friends and connected with them. And now that everything's kind of shutting down again, we're not like doing our like Christmas party and all of that. And so I think that like FaceTiming a girlfriend, Mm -hmm. going on a walk with a girlfriend, um, just like making sure you're staying connected with your people, because I know that when I'm not, and when I'm feeling distant, I feel like that void in my heart, which can not be good for our mental health. Um, so yeah, the same goes with like with family and all that too. So those are the biggest things that I do. Yeah. I love that. And I think like something I've been struggling with is 
I feel like I can't be a normal 23 year old. I'm like, I'm inside all the time going to bed early, which is good for your, you know, mind and body. But ultimately there's those social things that are just part of our experiences in our twenties that we're just missing out on. And, and it's so hard to also, I think just owning that, you know, recognizing like, I feel this way because of this and it's okay to feel like that. And then figuring out ways to just supplement that while, you know, we're going through something that we just have to get through, unfortunately. Yes. It is really sad. Like being social is so healthy and like such a fun part of life. So I really feel that as well. But I like what you said, just like acknowledging it, acknowledging this is temporary, not forever. And just kind of see the good in it, see the silver lining and do what you can to soak up the good. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. I love it. Um, So what else do you want? If there's anything else you want the listeners to hear or otherwise too, like where can they find you? Where can they find your workouts, your Instagram, all that stuff? Um, I'm trying to think of what else there is that I want to share. I just, like I said, I just hope that people leave this episode feeling empowered and um, motivated, inspired to take care of yourself because you are worth it. Show up for yourself. If you want to work out with us and show up on your mat, um, so there's a website and there's an app. Both are Fit For Me by Courtney available in the App Store and on Google Play, which is Android. Um, and then just follow along on Instagram. I share every single day just my passion for helping people feel good. And it's not just workouts on there. It's workouts and food and mindfulness and some like lifestyle and fashion and um, all of that. I have a couple of workouts on YouTube if you want to try out a free one. There's also a free trial on the app, um, two-week free trial. And we'll be starting a new challenge on January 1st, but we also have one going right now in December. So that is where you can find me. Awesome. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Courtney, for being on. It was such a pleasure to talk to you and um, meet you virtually, but, you know, just have you on. I think this is going to be so impactful for so many people. And like you said, inspiring and and motivational. And I hope that that's what they get from it too. Um, So I'm just so grateful that you're able to join us here. Thank you for having me. This is like so natural and fun. So I was very happy to do this. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Courtney so grateful for that episode. And I hope that you guys got some good nuggets out of that. If you want to follow along on Courtney's journey, she is at fit for me by Courtney on Instagram. Uh, you can find her workouts at fit for me by Courtney.com and, you know, join the community. She has, you know, a great community already built and her workouts are just so enlightening and lifting. They're quick, efficient. They don't feel like a job. They feel like you're just taking care of yourself. So please joining her community. Um, again, please, the way that we grow is by sharing this episode with those who you think would enjoy it and, you know, like rate, subscribe on Apple podcast. The link is in my bio on Instagram takes you there. It takes two seconds. So if you wouldn't mind just doing that right after this episode is done, it's super helpful for our growth and our ability to reach more people to talk about mental health and talk about authentic conversations and help people learn and grow. Um, if you have anything that you specifically want to hear, feel free to send me an email at itshardpod at gmail.com. And just looking forward to the next couple weeks. We have a great lineup coming up of people and I'm excited to, you know, get some more voices out there and, and really have some great conversations. Have a great rest of your week. And again, super, super grateful for all of you. Bye.